Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummings. This is episode 34 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Myself and Dana Mel will be on today talking about the NBA. I guess they're going to be starting out everything at Disney. Um, is it realistic for Michigan fans to think about national title? Uh, because Jim Harbaugh has an interesting quote about that. Um, now that the last dance is over, what are you watching on TV? Um, the NHL playoffs. Looks like the NHL are going to start things back up with just the 22 teams that have a straight playoff going from there for the rest of the season. So, that I'm interested to talk about. We got a few rapid-fire topics, and always the Mess With Your Money segment. Um, you know, we have a few interesting uh, tidbits about that as well. So, we're looking forward to it. God, we're back. Uh, we're having fun. We hope you are too, and we hope you enjoy the show. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? This is episode 34 of the Always Relevant Podcast. This is Terrell Cummins on the line, and it looks like Dane has joined us as well. Dane, what's going on, dude? Oh, man, nothing much. What's happening? Man, I'm just I'm chilling here at my parents' place today, so that's where I'm holding the podcast from in my mom's office. So Elena's having a bachelor party at the house for one of her friends, and so me and the kids got out don't want any part of that so we did <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you so but no my you know it's it's going man it's going all the the craziness going on in the world right now we just want to have sports back that's all we ask for having sports back uh as of right now so i don't know i'm gonna i'll go ahead and kick it off as far as uh how are you or how are you really i know we're kind of we might be a little pressed for time today i think dane has to get to work so we're going to be trying to hustle through this podcast. So hopefully everybody is good with that. But um, <clears throat> how am I having really? I had surgery. Well, I'll say I'm okay. I'm good overall. Um, I had surgery this past Tuesday on my thyroid. So I had my thyroid removed. So all in all, I, I don't feel too terrible um, or too weird or too different. Um, so I guess I'll say I'm okay. Um, how am I really? It's just, it's it's weird feeling like I'm okay. I'm normal, but I'm not the same. So this, I'm still trying to figure out like if, how this, these new meds are going to affect me. Cause now I have to take like a, a daily medication for the rest of my mind, for the rest of my life in substitution for my thyroid being gone. So I have to get used to that. Uh, but I'm not in any kind of pain, really, uh, unless I like I cough right now. It's sometimes I really feel pain, or if I turn my head too fast and I feel where like the stitches are and everything. So I'm trying to let that heal up right, and it's been healing pretty good. Swelling's minimum, and you know overall I haven't been too much pain. I was able to eat like basically right after. It's just a matter of I was able to stay awake or feel okay initially, you know, just from all of the drugs they had to me from the IV and from the surgery. So 
but I'm not taking any kind of pain meds now. So if anything, it's just Tylenol. So I'm cool with that. No, it's good you made it through, man. Uh, good you're feeling all right, uh, especially with all this stuff going on with the, you know, the COVID and the pandemic and everything, that you were still able to go in there and get a surgery, get taken care of. Uh, makes me a little happier right. about maybe what's really going out there with the healthcare system and all that stuff. So that and, was and going into it, I did have to take a COVID test. What I will tell you is not the funnest experience ever. You know, I did take one. I am negative for COVID. But they take this like, oh, what is it called? Like a Q-tip. Let's say be a normal size Q-tip. It's like, I don't know, nine inches long or something crazy. And until you tilt your head back and they basically stick it in your nose, so they stick it to your brain and they take it out and they put it in the in the test and they go from there. So it definitely made my eyes water. Um, and it's not something where you're normally going to be able to reach up and and get to where they got to with the test. So <laughs> it's not pleasant. Well, that doesn't sound good because they said that NHL players will be tested every time they get home at night in the yeah, hub so cities that's, uh, before they're allowed to play. It doesn't sound like a fun experience. No, I mean, I'm sure you can get used day. to it. Like, it didn't hurt, but, like, it was just where they put the Q-tip is not normally someplace in your body that you're going to, you know, haven't even touched normally by anything, you know. So it definitely, like, it went up past the bridge of my nose for sure. <laughs> like, it, it was it was up there. Yeah, I ain't yeah. trying to do that. So for anybody that's going to get it, that's just being real with you. That's what the test is. You want it done right. Those other antibody tests, I heard that they are not uh, reliable. So if you're going to get the test done, just know you're getting a Q-tip shoved up your nose. And it's quick. Like, the nurse got it in and got it out. But for that split second that it's there, it doesn't feel great. So, but that's me, Dane. Yeah, that, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, how are you, you really? Let me tell you something. Yeah, you can't believe anything out there. You can't believe anything about the COVID, anything that's going on. But you can believe what we tell that's you on right. this podcast. I can tell you that there's still injustice going on with the James Harrison thing. If you look it up, Steelers, look it up. It's gone. It's disappeared. It's been stricken from no the No one's record. talking about it. There's no justice no in the No one's talking league. about Nobody's it. Nobody's talking about it. There's no justice. Hey. Illegal hits. Giving money in envelopes. Super Bowl winning coach. No justice. I told you no. it's not happening, man. They're, they're, they're basically like up there with the first family of football in the Mannings. So, I mean. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. I want some justice. I'm not going to get it. If I get one thing in my life, I just want some justice <laughs> in the NFL against the Pittsburgh Steelers for a change for all the cheap shots and illegal stuff that goes on. But, you know, nobody I mean, cares. Yeah, it gets what, – what do you think? I, I I can't handle it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to look, man. I know you have that kind of little personal vendetta since you're a Browns fan against the Steelers. Um, I think you're going to be out of luck. Let me tell you this. This is what I'm going to tell you right now because we only speak truth right. on this podcast. That if Burp played for the Steelers, he had never been fined or suspended. That's probably that. true. That's that, what I'm that is probably true. Burfick's probably even now. I bet he's still top five middle linebacker or weak side linebacker in the NFL for sure. He's a difference maker on defense. I don't care that he kind of definitely in terms of stopping the right. run for i mean sure. you want they if i if i have a weak side linebacker 
that's the kind of dude I want playing it. I'm not going to lie to you. I want someone that's going to come around and they're going to intimidate someone to run through the hole or they intimidate someone from coming across the middle. I want someone scared when they're playing against my middle linebacker. Like, I want the middle linebackers to come in and he's going to bring force and he's going to bring it. He's going to let you know that he's there and he's going to he's gonna hit you and it's going to hurt. You're going to feel it every single time. Like, I know they're trying to clean up the game and everything, but I feel like that fear should be part of the game a little bit and I try to take that out. I know be being a former receiver, if I was out there playing right now, and I have to worry about someone hitting me over in the middle like that, like, I don't worry about crackbacks. I don't have to worry about dudes hitting me over in the middle. I can run in the middle completely free and go up and catch every ball, regardless of where it is, and not have to worry about getting laid out. I'm cool. You know, there, there'll be no fear whatsoever. Yeah, that's I know. today's game. So, receivers should have a field day all day. That's because of how the rules are. But perfect, I think, is still legit. And I think they need to kind of dial it back a little bit. I understand player safety, but they need to dial it back a little bit. Let players play. All right. That's mine. So so yeah, so no, that's good. That's good. And I I, I say and the truth I'm speaking today is that perfect played for the Pittsburgh Steelers his whole career. He ain't never been fined or suspended. The dumb thing he did is he went to the Oakland Raiders, which is probably the most penalized team in the history of the NFL. I'd have to look that up. up I don't there. know that for sure. But I would definitely say rate-wise over the last several years. That's what they do. That's what they do. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, besides that, how am I really? I'm pretty good. Looks like we're going to get some NHL back. Jackets will be back in. We'll talk about that. We're going to get some NBA back, and the Cavs are not going to be in there. So I'm happy about that. I don't have to watch that anymore this year. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm uh, ready to talk. What you got? Oh, man, I think we're going to start with the NBA, man. Start with the NBA, see what's going on. So they're trying to get everything kicked back off. They're going to do it down at Disney in Orlando at the, I guess, the worldwide whatever complexes or whatever. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And um, so they're going to go straight into the playoffs. It's what it seems like. Uh, I know you have more information on this than I do as far as everything, but – so they want straight playoff scenarios. What are your thoughts? Well, right now, there's a bunch of different type of playoff scenarios out there. There might be like a play-in tournament where everybody still has a chance. And we'll talk about the side note on that with Damian Lillard. But uh, in terms of the tournament, then I've seen a 22-team tournament format where like the bottom six best teams are in the playoffs right now get in which that would be five Western teams and one Eastern team. Looks like Washington would be the only team on the uh, outside looking in that would get in in the East because the East is terrible. Uh, you know, speaking of terrible, I never get to trash the Knicks enough on this show, but that's because everybody else does on the other shows. So we don't <laughs> need to do that. Uh, then we got, uh, what else? Yeah, 20-team playoff. So – the good thing the NBA is doing, like someone mentioned on uh, – I see on Twitter every day, is people are talking about, you know, the different formats and stuff. People are talking about the NHL getting back and their tournament, and they're already talking about the matchups. And then baseball with 40 million people unemployed are crying about some money, which is a bad look for a sport that's dying <laughs> anyway. So that would be definitely worth talking right. about at some uh, point. My question is on, on that real quick. Yeah. Is it – are the owners at fault, do you think, or are the players? Because the players already agreed to do like a prorated amount based on the number of games. So are the 
Oh, I don't think the players have actually agreed to that. I think there's a lot of them that are fighting that and say they won't play. I'm not really sure. We don't really know the details. And then you got, what is it, Scott Boris is now in there and saying they shouldn't be – players shouldn't be bailing out the owners because he's obviously saying this because it affects his pocketbook. But, you know, baseball is just a – disaster right now i you know it isn't really worth talking about <laughs> no, i'm with you all right let's go let's keep pushing forward sorry i hit a left real quick i need to stay stay focused no no it's an important left because it shows you how well these different leagues are managed and baseball is a disaster and part of that's how strong their union is which we've talked about right. before but so the nba so i like this tournament idea i don't think we should have the play in uh like I said, the claw will be holding up that trophy no matter where you're playing, whether it's in Florida or Antarctica. The Terminator, the claw, is going to be holding the title with Paul George and Beverly and all them guys. And LeBron's going to be the first player in Lakers history to give up the title to the Clippers. What a thing for your resume. When they're talking goats, how would you like to be the guy that went to the L.A. Lakers and gave up the title to hey, the hey, Clippers? You know Come home, LeBron. Come home, LeBron. You don't want that on your resume. Come back to Cleveland. Let's dominate the East again and make everybody happy hey, in your hometown before you look. That's like better of him giving it up there at the Wide World of Disney versus doing it in the Staples Center where basically the Lakers would have seven home games against the Clippers and lose it there. So that will be even worse. At least it's – Dude, I pay, I pay a lot of money to be good time. Home games. That would be, be good, good time. Dude. And we have places to stay out there too. Hey. Well, hey, let's go to Cali. I'm not I'm not scared to go to SoCal. I miss it. Yeah. As soon as it opens back up, man, I'm going to be out there. We're going to have to go celebrate. I'm going to have to get a Kawhi Leonard jersey. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. when you yeah. do talk to our boy Jamal, you know Jamal's always been a Clippers fan. Always. <laughs> Even when they were bad, he's, about, he's all about yeah. it. So hit him up. Yeah, I- I just love it how everybody's Clippers fans. Quiet Leonard and Paul George even said they grew up Clippers fans. I'd love some right. proof of that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm just looking forward to it. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I have strong feelings. I watch a lot of NBA. I'm probably the only person who watches the regular season religiously. And just from what I've seen, now, LeBron's still got it. He might be able to pull it off. They are the number one seed, but you got to remember, you know, the Claw only likes to play about 50 games a year, which I do knock him for that. I think he's, you're cheating people watching the games and stuff like that. But when he, when playoff time comes, he's going to come in there and he's going to get it done. So I don't know who else could get it, but I do like this playoff format. I think it's uh, exciting. I don't think you should play in. And – Let's talk about Damian Lillard. Let's let's tell us what you think I mean, so about Damian that. Lillard basically said that, you know, unless this team has a chance to play to make the playoffs, you know, he's not going to play, ultimately. He's going to sit out and, and chill. Which, I mean, like I told Dan earlier, I mean, that just means that it's a chance for Melo to show that he's still got it. He's, he's similar age as LeBron. There's no reason that he can't go out there and do what he does. Because one thing he can do is score. Still, score. That's it. That's all he needs for him to score. So, I know, oh, I know Dane, Dane is not as happy with Dane as, anyone, as far as this decision. Um, so, let's hear – Dane, what do you got to say out there? 
Oh, man, so much to digest here because you brought up Carmelo Anthony. You know I have strong feelings about that. He might be the most overrated player in the history of the NBA to get in the Hall of Fame when his career is over. Hey, you want to debate uh, that. What's we'll the debate that one day? Carmelo. Yeah, he, he dude, I, I can't I can't do Carmelo. So Dave, but we'll talk about it because he's on the Portland Trailblazers now helping them stay three and a half games out of the conference. So here we go, Dave. <laughs> All right. If you come back to play, right, and they want you to play and you're still getting your paycheck, you're telling me you're not gonna play when the fans won't watch you play. And you're not going to play even though you're getting paid, right? It's still your job. You still got to go out there and perform. And whose fault is it in a league where everybody gets in the playoffs? Everybody. 16 teams get in the playoffs. Eight teams in the Western Conference. You're three and a half games out when this thing happened and shut down. Three and a half games out. You got your own shoes. You got all the pub. You're scoring 50 points a game, and no one gives a damn because you're three and a half games out of the playoffs. Can't even get in the playoffs. And you're telling people, well, I don't, don't want to play and doing this and doing that. I mean, Come on, I want to jump in real Come quick because technically, I think that if 16 teams – I mean, that's really like half the teams in the NBA. It's not everybody. You know what I mean? Half the teams. It's over the other 32 over teams? Half. Or am I thinking football? That might be football. You're thinking I got football. You. Yeah. But I mean, there's no I in team. You know, they, he's got to bring some other teammates to the table as far as doing that. I don't know why they're losing. I don't know what the deal is. He's obviously still scoring. I don't know if it was McCullum. You can't blame him on Melo because Melo came in and he did what he he was asked to do quietly. So I mean, I'm I'm not Melo. No, Melo can't play anymore. So I'm not blaming him. He, he, you know, he ain't even full time player starter. I don't well, know, man. Like, I, I think you have a lot of hate in your heart for Melo. I, I think that the hate's real for you and Melo right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to give Melo a chance. One thing Melo can do, Melo can still score. Oh. He can still hit that mid-range jumper. He can still post up on anybody out there. It doesn't matter. He can still do it. He can still hoop, in my opinion. For one, for one, who plays post-up basketball anymore? Who does mid-range game post-ups and – shoots two-pointers now and still wins in this league. Nobody. And that's the only thing Carmelo can do. He can't play defense, which I know nobody – you know, I know I'm going to get killed for this. Nobody right. plays defense right. in the NBA. That is true. Certain extent. They do play defense when it comes playoff time. But, oh, that's right. Carmelo wouldn't know nothing about no playoffs because he ain't been there in a long well, time. Yeah, one thing. All right? If it'll let Lindsay keep – on like every time he went out hurt or something was going on, his team got better. As soon as he came back, he brought him down. There's multiple examples of that. The biggest one was Lynn Sandy. He chased Lynn Sandy out after they won 18 and two or something with him out, and then he came back and killed that team. So, <laughs> yeah, I will, I will give him. He, he didn't go. He didn't chase the money. Instead of uh, instead of trying to probably build a team or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't have much on it. To be honest with you, he had his chance with Lynn Sandy. Um, I don't know if he really had a chance in Denver or not. But, yeah, he always kind of wanted to be the guy. He, he's not really a three-point threat. I mean, he can shoot him every once in a while. But, yeah, he's, he's a one-on-one guy. He's like a, a shorter Kevin Durant without the range, without yeah. the consistent range. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but – 
uh, yeah, but all right. So even let's 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 just assume what you're saying right now. Carmelo can still play some basketball, and you know he can get you some points, right? I'll, I'll concede. Hey, plus, that they, they didn't lose the big. But you got off the big guy from last year too. I don't know if he's back or not from that horrific leg injury. Yet. That's no, an important not. piece. He's not. I don't know if he would be back for this. Yeah, I don't know if he'd be back for this. Nurkic, yeah. he's a huge player on their team. But here's the deal. He got hurt, and they went out and got Hassan on Whitesides, one of the most oh, underachieving I players probably out there right now. He can block shots. That's it. Underachieving. He's seven foot, extremely athletic, and score. Whoa, can whoa, 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 right he, there. Don't he, no, he can't score. You ever seen him play? Oh, yeah, so. he can score. I don't know. I'm oh, like yeah, watching the same film, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm watching. That boy can score if he wants to. And uh, we got C.J. McCollum, who I know kind of had, you know, was having a down year. Uh, but look at this roster. They can't make the playoffs. Who's the coach of this team? I got to look that up. I forget at the moment. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll tell you what. When you start talking about this kind of stuff, <laughs> it gets me worked up. Crying and telling me you ain't going to play. You ain't played all year. You're three and a half games out of playoffs. I don't care about your 50-point performances. Hey. Right? You're three and a half out of the playoffs in the NBA were over He's half still the scoring though. get in. You want to be elite. Let me tell you something. You want to know what separates elite players? You want to sell shoes and all that stuff? You get to the playoffs and you get the titles, right? LeBron with the Cavs that in 2007, single-handedly carrying them all the way to the finals, right? That's a star player. That's someone who can come out and say, I ain't playing because this is ridiculous. But you know what? LeBron don't have to worry about that problem because that boy's in the playoffs every year. Matter of fact, he's in the finals almost every year. So you got Damian Lillard coming out and saying he ain't going to play because he's three and a half games out of playoffs. I can't handle it. I, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, man, that's tough. That's tough. I, mean, I think you should play. And maybe someone will talk him into it. Maybe he was just frustrated about the whole thing. But I don't know. It, it looks like they, they – And you know what? He put up some crazy performances this year. I mean, he had that big scoring streak. When this thing happened, he was right. extremely hot. They still weren't winning. Right now he's averaging, what, right? 29.8 a game. So he's – I mean, he's feeling it. You know, McCollum's averaging 22.5. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're going out and they're getting buckets for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I don't know why they're not winning. I'll be, I'll have, I'm going to look to see how many points they're giving up a game. I mean, that's got to be what it is as far as, like, with their stats and their defenses isn't there. <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, he gets a lot of pub and all that stuff. But when you look at players like, James Harden gets his teams in the playoffs. You know, Kevin Durant, I know he's with the super team, but when he was with the Thunder, you know, you always know a team with Kevin Durant on it healthy is going to go to the playoffs, right? Uh, you know, th those type of players. Kawhi Leonard, you know, took a team, a Toronto team. Now, get, don't get me wrong, this Toronto team he took and won that title with was really good, but nobody else was anywhere close to what you consider a superstar, right? right? And he took them and won the title. Uh, you know, there's just players that are on another level that put in the work, they're difference makers, and then there's people that for some reason get a lot of pub and sell a lot of shoes and get a lot of commercials and get a lot of Twitter feeds 
and they don't win nothing. And I'm talking to you, 76. Joel Embiid's probably one of the most talented dudes in the league, but I can't stand him. Get some unders. If he was in the league, I wouldn't care. Yeah, dude. Yeah, set the five cheeseburgers down, call LeBron up, and get on a workout program before you end up like Carmelo Anthony, hey. right? Get Call LeBron, call Kawhi Leonard, and ask them, what do you do? Uh, call, you know what? I'm not giving no love. I'm giving love to the Greek freak. Call the Greek freak who's similar body type and find out why he looks like a Greek god and you look like a marshmallow man out there <laughs> on the basketball court. Like, you know, like, look at these guys, man. You got to give mad respect. I don't mind saying it. Guys like Giannis, man, they work, boy. It, it shows on the court. The people who put in the work, it shows on the court. Simmons, all they got to do is watch your jump shot. No, you ain't putting in no work. Yeah, he's you know what I mean? Either. He's got God-given size, speed, and talent. But, he, you know, he ain't putting in no work. Because his job is to shoot a basketball. And actually, and he can't he, shoot his basketball. jump shot has improved. So, I just don't think he's confident enough to shoot it on a consistent basis. That's 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 probably a problem. Oh man, that that is the ugliest thing in sports history <laughs> when he shoots a jump shot. It's just oh my god, dude. It's you know where that's at? It's somewhere between Charles Barkley's <laughs> golf swing and uh, maybe Shaquille O'Neal's golf swing. That's where his jump shot ranks in terms of the ugliest sports form ever. You think? You think so bad, Bill Cartwright? How about that shot? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bill Cartwright. Hey, he was a player. No, I got you. I got you. All right. So Dane, Dane doesn't agree with Dane Willard. You know, putting out there that he's going to sit out. I don't know. I get it. It's his job. He should go play. Just like if it was the end of the regular season, the play the triplers would be playing, they just wouldn't necessarily be playing Dame Lillard the whole time. They're probably mixed in more veterans, bringing in like their young guys, see how they'd be doing. And they would probably quietly try to quietly lose and not worry about it, basically. And look to try to get a good spot in the draft lottery. Yeah. That's basically the point that they would be at. <laughs> but all I know is Damian Lillard crying, I'm taking my ball and going home. I ain't playing. They ain't giving me a chance to get in the playoffs. Get the hell out of here. Man, come on. You're at the same level right now with the Cleveland Cavaliers who are just All right. Oh, man. I, I, and, you know, I'm passionate about the NBA. I love it. I'm hoping the Drummond Love thing works next year. But let, let's move on. All right, one other thing, NBA one. question. <laughs> now that they're bringing it back and it's kind of like a reset on everything, like, who'd you pick to win the title for? You picked the Clippers to win before, right? Is that still your pick? You still think Clippers? Yeah. I think I, still I, I had the Lakers. But, you know, I'm wondering about the Bucks though, because really there's no one in the beast in the East challenging the Bucks. You know, Giannis has them going. Um, you know, they, they have a, a solid squad going into everything. They were looking good. And the Sixers have dropped off since Jimmy Butler and them left. This is Jimmy Butler left for the Heat. And there's really no one else in the East. I, there's the Celtics, which I do like the Celtics, to be honest with you. You know, I like their, their squad. I like their coach. I don't think they're necessarily there yet to be a championship team quite yet. But, I mean, the Bucks could really, you know, could really make it happen. But, I mean, like. If the Celtics won, if the Celtics won the East, it would not be a massive shock to me. Yeah. I love their team. 
as soon as they got rid of Kyrie Irving and got back to that team that went to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Cavs, right. and got back to that team and that kind of basketball, uh, it would well, not surprise me. I definitely think the Bucs will do it, though. And I, 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 I'll tell you what, man. I like the Bucs. Do I think? And I love Giannis, man. I think he's going to be one of the all-time greats where it's all said and done. Right. He's already on his way. I don't know if they could beat the Clippers or Lakers in a seven-game series. Not sure if they could do that. And I'll tell you what, if they did, you know, that'd be like – you know, Middleton's a good player. He's no. not a superstar. Just a regular all-star. He'd be like Kawhi winning with Kyrie Lowry. Right. Kind of yep. on that yep. level. You know what I mean? You know, he's got Drew Bledsoe, who's a good guard. I mean, they got some good players. But to me, you know, if Giannis won, won the title against these super teams, my God, talk about a resume builder. That'd be like Dirk Nowinski's win in 2009 or the Claws win last year. Like, yeah. that's kind of level. And just, that if he did that, at. like, because it's, it's, it's concert time for him, isn't it? So they're talking about whether or not he's going to leave the Bucks. And go to a bigger market, or is he going to stay there to where they build a new arena around him? You know his success and everything like that. You know, is can he? Can he? I, I love the way he handled that because you know he's just like I'm not going right. to talk about it right now. Like why put out feelers and all that stuff? He knows he's a max player. He knows he's going to get max money. He knows Milwaukee can pay him more than anybody else. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely. That'll be the big free agent. You know, right. thing of the year. But I am, I'm so. glad they're, they're trying to bring back sports. They're trying to bring back basketball. You know, they have, like, some kind of plan. They have a plan. NHL seems like they have a plan. Um, I know we were going to get into this later, but we can reel it back in and throw it up now if you want. You know, the NHL, they've already said that they're going to have – they're just going to have 22 teams, straight playoff format. Uh, they're trying to find the hub cities for the team so that the players don't have to travel, don't have to do anything like that. Well, they'll be there. There'll be tested every day for the COVID virus and everything like that. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on on that? I, I love this format. I know some of the hockey purists are not uh, not all about this. You know, they're saying, you know, it's kind of unfair and, you know, stuff like that. You know, there's no real preseason. You got to be ready to play right. from the get-go. Uh, I like it because, believe it or not, you know, the Blue Jackets led the NHL and missed man hours, right. right, or missed games. They're going to be completely healthy. They may even have Josh Anderson for this run. Now, Toronto is an offensive machine right. with Austin Matthews. Uh, but you've seen what the Blue Jackets – when you get to the playoffs, it's right. a different level of hockey, right? And the Blue Jackets showed with a big, strong team what happens to a team built for just offense and what they did to Tampa last year. And gave the gave a game, you know, great game to Boston. So I'm really looking for that, looking forward to that Columbus Toronto matchup. I think it's a good, uh, good matchup for them. Uh, they're going to need Cam Atkinson to step up, but we're going to have Seth Jones show oh, yeah, up. And you know sure. he's going to show up. Uh, I love Oliver Boyd. Yeah, Oliver Borgstrand broke his ankle before. Uh, you know, during one of the last games against the Flyers, he'll be back. He's a future star in this league i think so i'm really looking forward to that i really like this format i think it'll actually help hockey's ratings too i think this format's going to be real competitive 
it's a five-game series here to start, so every game right. matters even more than normal. Um, yeah, no, I think, honestly, I the it. pandemic, it probably completely helped Columbus because all the injuries that they had, they were rolling before the injuries. Look, they had the injuries and they were rolling, and they had even more injuries, and then they started finally catching up with them. So now a lot of those injured players are getting back, getting back full strength. I am interested to see how they're going to do in the playoff format. I'm glad they won straight playoffs. And, you know, no one's really skated. You know, I hope no one gets injuries. It's from, you know, like it's almost like they're redoing preseason, but they don't get a chance to. So, that, I mean, that is the tough part of it. But everybody's in the same boat. So, you know, hopefully they can they can figure it all out and, and go from there. But I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be good. And, you know, just straight up playoff, winner takes all. I like it. I like it. Yeah, and you know what I was trying – I've been debating this in my head with this big layoff. Who who benefits the most from this, older players or younger players? Some people might say the older players because they get the rest. But, you know, when you're a younger player, you know, if if you're only 21, 22 and you ain't played for two months, you're young, you still go out there and play. But if you're a star player and you're like 35, you've been off for two months – like, what's your chances of pulling right. a hand? Well, that, that's that's who's going to have the issue with those guys that are probably low mid thirties that don't bounce back as quick, and they're going to have to get their bodies back adjusted into game shape. So they might not be as effective in like that the first round of the playoffs, basically. So hopefully they're not stars so like those guys like Ovechkin out there, Sidney Crosby, especially guys that have had a lot of injuries trying to get back. Hopefully they've been able to train a lot during this quarantine. Um, hopefully they have like a personal rink that they can go skate in <laughs> so they can have their skating legs under them. But I think those are definitely the guys are going to be affected coming back early. And hopefully they don't pull anything, you know, whether it's a, you know, some kind of leg muscle or back muscle or something like that. But, um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be hard getting their legs underneath them. Um, get ready for game speed. You know what? Yeah. You brought, you brought up a good point because like, you know, I'm no skater. You know, I'm one of them people who never played hockey. I love it, but I'm definitely that fan that, like, is no expert right. on what's going on. Yep. Does that make sense? You know, so, you know, but I can imagine if you're not skating all the time, it's hard to replicate that any other way. I mean, you know, it's it's impossible to right. replicate basketball. You can ride on a bike or a step mill or go out and jog or do drills all you want, but nothing replicates nope. basketball either. So I don't know how these guys are going to respond. Right. Yeah, I don't know, especially with with hockey. If anybody ever goes to an NHL hockey game, like how fast these guys are and how fast the puck moves and how fast they change direction on the ice and everything, it's it's pretty insane to see in person. And um, just I don't know. I don't know what kind of adjustment it takes for their bodies to, you know, to react to that, to be ready for it. So it will be interesting to see. Hopefully not a lot of guys get hurt. I feel that some will. You know, but you know, they're professional athletes. Hopefully, they don't. Yeah, and like I said, uh, you know, we we're talking about you know with these tournaments coming back, man. I hope they come back soon. I'm really looking forward to it because I think there's a lot of interesting storylines, particularly in the NBA, which has almost sold itself as like a reality show, like the Kardashians <laughs> for for sports enthusiasts. That's really what the NBA has become in a lot of ways. So you know, I'm really looking forward to see how these storylines played out and the stuff talking and everything like that, because it's, uh, 
you know, and with the NHL, I'll be interested to see how older teams like the Penguins and uh, Capitals respond to this kind of layoff. I think right. it'll be interesting because the Blue Jackets, the youngest team in the league, are like the total opposite of those two teams. So it'll be interested to right. see what right. happens. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll be definitely interested to see, you know, how it goes down for sure. So, all right. So you sent me an article <laughs> talking about Jim Harbaugh and a particular quote. Do you, do you have that quote available? <laughs> I do have the quote. I, I might get this framed. <laughs> anybody doesn't know. You know anybody doesn't know Jim Harbaugh is the head coach for the University of Michigan football team. And I'm a Michigan fan. I live in Ohio. So basically everybody around me, they're Ohio State fans. So I've had to hear for the last, I don't know how many years, that Ohio State has beaten Michigan or Ohio State's gone to the national championship or to the playoffs or how many players that Ohio State sends to the NFL. You know, I always have to hear it or whatever. So, Dave, you know, Ohio State fan, so I'd send this email to me about a link that of a uh, quote that Jim Harbaugh said, which Harbaugh's kind of a goofy dude. He does say some kind of outlandish quotes or he says some kind of random football quotes or whatever. I don't know how to feel about it, but, Dane, if you got it, let us know what he said. So, uh, I quote, I mean, just look back over the last years that we've been here. Last five years, he says, about as close as you can possibly be. But you got to put it over the top. That's what drives us. So, Terrell, how close was the Michigan Wolverines really to winning a title? Ah, that's tough. To win in a title? No, they weren't there. They're, they're, they're honestly, there's probably two years out of the five he's been there where they could have potentially made the playoffs, right? And so the one year when it was the year where uh, they lost to Michigan State on that crazy in the monsoon where the punter fumbled the punt and then the guy from Michigan State picked it up, scored, and his whole team jumped on him and broke his hip, broke his spell, just can't play football after that. It was that season where they even came back and they were playing Ohio State <laughs> – they were controlling the house state the whole game. If they won that game, they would have gone to the playoffs. But uh, J.T. Pair got hurt, broke his ankle. They brought in a freshman, Dwayne Haskins, who went out and threw the ball all over the place. They still tried to control the game, but I don't know. Haskins came in. He's brought a different dimension that J.T. Barrett did not. And they ended up losing the game. They shouldn't have. They're winning the game. They're controlling the game. They had it taken care of, and they lost it. So that was one year where I think they could have gone to the playoffs, but even though they went, to, they would have gone to the playoffs, I think they would have worked by Clemson just like Ohio State did. So it's not like they won the national championship that year. Well, it, I think the, th- the problem is the quote I think he's implying every year, right? That's the, the quote I take it that they're there every year and they got to go over the nah. top, which is not true. The only thing I can think of when they lost to Ohio State 30 to 27 in overtime, and he was asked about that, he says JT was short. You know, yeah, whatever. It's, Hard it's, to tell on the it, it, it was tough but to it tell. Was, it's yeah. tough to tell. And I'm I'm not gonna blame it on that. I mean, then there's a lot of other things happened before all that, before that play even happened, you know, where that could be the case. So even then, if they would have gone, they wouldn't have they they probably wouldn't have won the national championship as far as that. Because I don't know how their defense would have done against the athleticism of the SEC. And the Big Ten's getting better in that aspect. Like right now, Ohio State has those athletes. Penn State has some of the athletes. But the rest of the Big Ten, 
Now, Ohio's yeah, Ohio State can beat anyone. I they should have beat Clinton. I mean, there's never a should have been. I'm one of them guys, you know, what what happened? What was your right. record? What was the score? Game's over. But Ohio State had the ball in the red zone, what, their first three possessions and couldn't right. get anything but a field goal. And then some, you know, probably some sketchy play calling, probably some bad official stuff. I mean, that ball that the guy picked up and took it in for a touchdown. I mean, that dude took three yeah. steps from football. I mean, like, there's just a lot of stuff like that. And, uh, but, you know, in my opinion is Ohio State should have pounded right. that Clemson team. I, I really well, think they were that much better. And then we would have got down to a, to the real game with LSU and Ohio yeah. State. I just, you know, I thought Ohio State and LSU was a level above Clemson last year. Yeah, Ohio, Ohio State, State they, they, they let done. Clemson stay around. And then Clemson got some confidence, and then some things turned like some things direction. You know, things fell their direction, and that's how it goes in football. You know, a lot of good teams lose that way because they didn't take care of business in the first the first quarter and a half of a game, and that's exactly what happened in that game. But going back to Harbaugh, as far as him being a natural contender, I'm gonna say no. I'm a Michigan fan, and it hurts me to say it, but no. They've had they've had some solid defenses in the Big Ten, but like I said, Big Ten isn't necessarily the explosive offenses that you see or they don't necessarily have all the athletes you see everywhere like an LSU had this past season or like Alabama has or whatever. So, Well, how good was that defense the last two, three years? Because the way Ohio State torched them two years ago when they had that top-ranked defense – I mean, what, 59 right. well, points? That, that's what I'm saying, though. And, like, <laughs> they couldn't have well, stopped and, them and, and they well, had 15 people. And, and that's what I'm saying. So like, Michigan's defense was really good against the Big Ten. But the Big Ten wasn't the level of caliber of Ohio State and their athletes or the SEC athletes or, like, Clemson. You know, so they were good against the good teams, but they're not good enough against the elite teams. Michigan's good. They're they're, to me, Michigan yeah. right now is a good but not great team. Um, I don't know. They don't. They don't have that. They. They. They, they don't. They don't have. No, the I'll put it this way: the athletes right now, and with the style of play that they're trying to play, I don't know if they're going away from the power. If I was talking about all the stuff in the power game, I would try to bring in some big hogs for the offensive line. I would try to just straight power game it, control the clock, and play solid defense. I'm not going to try to go out and outscore teams. You know, I, I, that's never been his style. It wasn't a Stanford. He should have stuck with the two tight end, bring in a fullback, tie, you know, and throw the ball every once in a while for to get the first down. Let's get like Andrew Luck type quarterback. You, you can air it out a little bit more and play good defense. That's what he should have done. That's what's got him wins. But right now, the, the offense are trying to run. The offensive line is soft. If you watch them play, the offensive line is garbage. If the other team's defense, like the front seven, is any good, Michigan does not get any push at all. So, like, it was a fourth and one. I see Harbaugh's going for it. I'm like, why is he doing this? Why is he going to try to run the ball with his offensive line? And you can watch the whole game, and they don't get pushed all game. Unless they're playing those middle to low-end Big Ten teams. Then they might get some push. But against the, the good teams in the Big Ten, they don't at all, still. And dudes got drafted in the NFL. I'm like, all right, like, I thought dude was okay, but I didn't think he was going to get drafted in, like, the second round. You know? I'm still trying to figure it all out. But um, 
that's just from me sitting on the couch watching for on TV as a fan. But um, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? He's got to say stuff like this, even though it sounds ridiculous. You know, he's got to make his own case. He's got to say stuff right. like that for recruiting. Uh, I mean, all these college coaches say stupid stuff right now. I mean, Dabo Sweeney, he should go into politics when he's <laughs> done with the crazy stuff he's got right. people believing when he's talking. Well, you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, that's just part of the game now. But I, I, I'm with you. Michigan's not close. If you See, here's the deal, and, and then I think we've talked about this, and you agree. The rich have gotten richer and the poor have gotten poorer when it comes to college football. Right now, LSU, Alabama, Clemson. Ohio State, and Clemson are quite – have really quite separated themselves from the other – from the rest of the group. And it's pretty obvious in the uh, recruiting and – if the college football committee football committee could do one thing for me this year, one thing, I only ask for one thing, do not put the Big 12 <laughs> in the playoff. Please don't do it. Do not make everybody take time off from work or go out to a party and everybody gets excited to watch some fo- college football, and then we got to watch Oklahoma get beat by 40 by one of these teams. I mean, when is enough enough? When do we have to stop watching that? Right. Like, no, hey. stop. I'd rather put Michigan. At least Michigan ain't going right. to get slaughtered. You know what I mean? Like, Wisconsin, one of the Big Ten teams will at least slow up somebody. I mean, Oklahoma yeah, can't true. do nothing. That's true. Now, and one team I am interested to see what they do is uh, Florida. Now that Dan Mullen's there. Because Dan Mullen, he was solid at, Mi- at Mississippi State, but it was also Mississippi State. So now he's at Florida. And I used to be getting some Florida recruits coming down there and going down to the swamp. So I'm interested to see like what happens with them down there. Um, I don't know what to think about Michigan going forward. Like I think that Harbaugh may have missed his window because when Michigan first came out, they had the Jordan brand, you know, they had a lot of height and everything. He had got the players in there and I just don't know if it's necessarily worked out quite as good as what he had hoped. And Brady Hope didn't leave the, the cupboard bare for him either. Like, when Brady Hope got there, Rich Rod left it bare. You know, Hope left some talent in there for Harbaugh. Um, but right now, it's just a tough spot. Um, yeah, I think Rich Rod was turning um, the corner. You know, we had shoelace uh, and stuff like that. And Brady Hoke, the only good year – the only good year Brady Hoke had – was the year with Rich Rod's players and shoelace. Yeah, but, hey, but they had the no defense. I'm telling they you. Had, Brady Hope, had no Brady Hope was terrible. Rich they, Rod they was turning no the corner. That's only Hope, hey, Hope, yeah. Hope leveled it back out, in my opinion. I don't know. I thought, I thought Rich Rod messed up the whole program. Lloyd Carr got Rich Rod fired, but they were definitely turning the corner. And Lloyd Carr got his Michigan man in there, Brady Hoke, and he brought the program back down. I'm not – I, you know, there's a lot of different things on that. But, you know, the only good year Brady Hoke had was with Rich Rod's play. Yeah, he had so athletes on offense, but he had zero defense. He would have been – that those teams that you are touting right now and saying Rich Rod would turn the corner is the equivalent of the Big 12 that you hate today. That's what, you, that, that's what you're trying to justify <laughs> right now. 
Good old. You know what Oklahoma is now? Oklahoma is what West Virginia was under Rich Rod. Score right. a million so points. How you, how you tell me that they're in the corner when Rich Rod is there in Michigan, and yet you're dogging the Big 12 right now? Makes no sense. Because Rich Rod could have – it's Michigan. They could have recruited defense. I think he didn't get enough time. Uh, I mean, I think that I, I think he could have got the defense going. I definitely think so. But right now, what Harbaugh's doing ain't getting nothing done, really. Uh, what he's doing right now, winning the amount of games he's doing, would be great if he was coaching at Indiana. There's a different standard at Michigan. He isn't meeting it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what, happens. what happens. I don't know if he's necessarily hot seat, but you got to think about it. if you if if Michigan wants to take the next step and be an elite program, because right now they're not an elite program, in my opinion. They're they're a good program, but they're, you know, they have Ohio State in their division in the Big Ten that they're going to compete with every single year, and that's not going away. So they need to figure out a way to get past Ohio State. That's what it, that, that's what it goes down to. Here's my thing. He's, he's solely not on the hot seat, in my opinion, because there's just nobody out there that you can say, let's go get this coach, and he would make us better. Obviously, Urban Meyer would, but he would That'd never take tough. a Michigan job. So there's nobody out there right now that Michigan could say, that guy's going to make what, us better what about, right now than Harbaugh is right now. And that's what, really what about a PJ Flick? Because he's up there doing it in Minnesota right now. No. 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 Think? No. PJ Fleck does not guarantee you do better yeah. than what Harbaugh's doing. PJ Fleck is one of them great coaches that can recruit and can go to a school like Minnesota, who has a big football history. It was only only it was 50, right. 60 plus years ago, and take a school that was middling, not very good, and make them better. But when you are a coach coming into an elite program with elite expectations and the last guy got fired because he lost one or two games a year, that is a kind of a different level of expectation. There's not a lot of them jobs out there. One that I'm thinking of is Texas. Texas should be on that level, right? Texas should own the Big 12. That Herman guy down there in Texas should have been canned, should have been fired. And I'm not about firing people all the time, but you you have a record like that at Texas and that pathetic ass Big Twelve, and your best players like J.K. Dobbins are going to Ohio State. You got to go. But we can talk about that another time. You know, we're on the Harbaugh Michigan thing, but uh, I, I just think Harbaugh's safe because uh, there's just nobody out there can guarantee you're going to do better gotcha. than what you're doing right now. I got gotcha. you. All right, I'm done talking about Michigan football for right now. Don't talk about the, uh, you know, hey, the wise guys in Vegas do say that, <laughs> um, oh, McCaff, Dylan McCaffrey is, um, is going to be in the Heisman conversation this season. I'm not mad about it. I thought Dylan McCaffrey should have been starting this past season. That's just me because I'm not a Shea Patterson fan, but we won't get into that. I think I've talked about that before. We need to get into that now, but I just want to throw it out there, everybody that, that pays attention to the Heisman stuff. Bill McCaffrey next season. If Michigan plays, which they say if they don't have fans, they're not going to play. But if they do play, he's going to be up there. Heisman, front runner, Dylan McCaffrey. Look for him, number 10. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably be 
he'll probably be leading the rankings till that afternoon. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But we'll see. Let's see about that. So, yeah, we'll have to to get you guys here to watch that game if they do have it here here, here at the house. But, um, all right. So (laughs) now that the last dance is over, we get to hear no more about Michael Jordan. There's anything that took place back there for the Bulls championship run and all that stuff. What are you watching on TV? Oh, man. Well, it's interesting. I was uh, finishing up some reports this morning in the in one of the break rooms so I could get some peace and quiet, and I caught myself watching Korean <laughs> baseball. Uh, home runs flying all over the place. And the, what's the what's the girl's name that does the Sunday night baseball? Uh, what's her name? Yeah, so she's doing the coverage of the game with, with her counterpart. And they're doing it from home, and they're watching it. And they're like, "Hey, you got to watch this Korean baseball stuff." Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's what we've we've come to. And I was actually paying you know, attention to it while I was trying to finish up. So as long as it's live and it's halfway competitive, we'll watch. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I uh, things to watch. I'm kind of liking this dark tourist on Netflix. He kind of goes all these places you would never think of going, and it's crazy. I mean, he was in this country called Turkish Turkestan or something like that, and he's going around, and uh, it's like a you know, it's just interesting. He goes all these crazy countries and all this stuff. Uh, History 101 is pretty good, you know. I'm a history guy. It's interesting on Netflix. Both of these are on Netflix. And then my girlfriend had me watch Hollywood with her, which uh, ended up being really good, man. This guy does American Horror Story. I mean, it's pretty raunch. I wouldn't watch it with the kids, but, you know, it was pretty good, too. What are you right watching? Now, on Hulu, I'm watching Marvel's Runways. I'm always kind of I'm a Marvel guy. I watch those Marvel movies, Marvel TV shows. So, watching that right now. Um, also, um, I watched the um, – on Showtime, it was Basketball County. In the Water, it was produced by um, Kevin Durant and Quinn Cook talking about the NBA and WNBA players that have come from Prince George County just outside of Washington, D.C., and just how many of them are currently in the league or the league got drafted or have been stars. And there's a lot of names you've heard of you know, over the years. And it's interesting. It's super crazy. And they kind of go back to just kind of the origins of how it all started and you know, even this the, the people that, a lot of those individuals, they're originally from Washington, D.C., and they moved out to this county, and just how the whole thing started with the the, the Boys and Girls Club that was there, the center that was there, the person that started it, and started coaching basketball down there, and just basically started showing them the fundamentals on how to play, and it just expanded from there. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy that they have so much talent coming through, but um, they do. And it's, it's pretty impressive, and you know, I was definitely, definitely, uh, I definitely recommend it. So we have Showtime, watch that one. And then I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of excited. Uh, season six of Madam Secretary with Taylor. Um, I watched that. I just started watching that last night on Netflix. So um, that's probably the, the main ones. I'm still looking through to see what else I should watch. I, I was gonna watch the, the Hollywood uh, show that Dan was talking about. Um, I'm still looking for that other show. I'm not really sure yet what it's going to be. Um, I kind of want something that's going to last a few seasons. 
obviously I've been watching Ozark, but I finished season three of that, so now I have to wait for the next season, which will take forever. So I'm contemplating starting Homeland um, as far as like, kind of like a CIA type show. That or her blacklist is good. Yeah, I'm so burnt out on television, though. Right. It's like, <laughs> I can I, only watch so no, much. Honestly, I'm trying to cut back. Shows, I don't even really watch shows during the day. Like, I only watch them when Coco wakes up at night and still go right back to sleep. I'll go ahead and bring her into the room and wait for her to go to sleep. And when she's waiting to go to sleep, I'll watch the shows then. That's literally when I watch TV. <laughs> so, other than that, I'll wake up. I might turn on the yeah. to see what the weather's going to be like. Other than that, I really don't watch much TV at all. But Yeah, I try not to, but when my day's off, sometimes there's nothing to do, you know, where I'd usually go out. You know, I actually went to a cookout on Sunday. It was a good time, and I was dominating on the cornhole board. If you're, I know some of them out there listening <laughs> to this, so that's right. I dominated. I, I was crushing it. I want you all to know. I'm telling everybody, and we're going to have to run it back soon. And shout out to John for uh, helping me dominate on the board. We had our Air Jordan 1s on. It's got to be the shoes. That's funny. That is funny. So, yeah, I haven't done all that yet. I finished with studying. Um, yeah, I'm be studying this week, trying to get ahead. I saw a final to do. I have a project to do. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to get ahead on the schoolwork. So I have to, I have to be in school more than 18 months. That's the goal. So trying to make it happen. What else we got? I feel like we forgot something. I feel like we forgot something. Yep. Get um, it done. Well, we're gonna do. Let's do. Let's do. We rapid. gotta do. Uh, yeah. Real quick, rapid fire because I gotta get cracking, and then uh, you gotta. You got to tell us why people are messing with the money still. So I'm going to run through this real quick. All right, man. Clowney turns down big money from the Browns. What do you think? I know he's asking for a lot, and he'd be good on the other side of Miles Garrett. And the Browns have the roster, and they're trying to fork out the money for it. But I don't know. I guess the Browns just aren't what he's looking for. You got me, though. Yeah. James Harrison took money from Mike Tomlin. <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, it could have just been the Steelers helping out a guy that was wrongly that was going to be wrongly fined, so they were taking care of their own. <laughs> I told you, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to let that die. Major League Baseball comes back. Who's oh, your favorite gosh. to win it this year? I have year? no idea. Favorite to win it this year for Major League Baseball. Um, I think I think the Yankees are stacked. It'd be tough to beat the Yankees this year, my opinion. I might go Nationals bringing it back, back to back. They have to pitch it. There we go. Uh, and let's see. NBA, what was my your final, final pick? pick? I'm sticking with the Lakers. Not changing. All right. NHL, who wins the tournament? Who's holding? Who's hoisting the Stanley Cup? I don't know. I haven't kept close enough tabs on it to really give an educated opinion. If I'm going to just straight fandom, I'm hoping it's the Blue Jackets. There we go. And 
yeah. a totally random question. Will Cincinnati FC be the worst team in MLS again this um, year? I hope not. They've had a lot of turmoil this offseason. I think they got a coach lined up. You know, one of the best players is going to court for like tax evasion. No, he's going to jail or not. I haven't kept up that closely with it as far as this offseason. Um, I hope not. But if they are, it wouldn't surprise me. But I hope that changes are coming. Isn't it just what we needed? Another terrible pro team in a while. Hey, just what we not though. I don't be all right. right. If they're an expansion team, I'm not, I'm not expecting them to win the first two years anyway. So they're getting their stadium ready. They're getting everything on board. They were already winning in the league. They were in beneath it. They already led the all leagues in attendance. They have the fandom. They can make money. They'll be all right. <clears throat> you can't use that new team excuse. ATL, I think, was in the title game recently, <laughs> but we'll get in that another time because it is that time where people are messing with their money, and we got some dumb stuff going on today. I know that. Dumb spending. Crazy spending on rookie contracts. All right, so everybody, when you're out there, with the money. obviously, like, don't try to ball like NBA players. NBA players, they, they are a special kind of – there's not as many of them. They all – I think what the league minimum is for them, but they'll get paid at least, like, $2.8 million per year just to sit on the bench. All right, so don't act like you have NBA player money. Um, first of all, Jedrick Willis uh, drafted offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns, went out and bought – what was it? A, it was a diamond – that it was an iced-out grizzly bear uh, chain. I mean – Yeah. Get on Twitter and take yeah. a look if you haven't seen it out there. you got to check out this necklace on a rookie contract, number 10 overall pick. Blew it on like – Right. It, it's not like polar bear the or first overall offensive lineman pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, I don't know. He just, he should have thought about that one. But I guess he wanted to spend his money on something. So. <clears throat> Aaron Donald. Big, big money. Yeah, he made that. He, he made, like, the it. largest like, contract that. for a defense player in NFL history. So, he can spend that kind of money. But it looks good. I mean, it's definitely got that drip. Got that drip. <laughs> so. Yep, but you don't want to brag about all that jewelry online because how many houses we always read about players and uh, what do you call it? Entertainers, yep, exactly. their house getting so, robbed from hope jewelry. Good safe to lock it up in and uh, just be careful with it. But remember, NFL rookies, you're not NBA rookies. You're not NBA players. You don't get paid that kind of money. And you're not going to be in the league probably be as long. So remember that. Don't let it mess with your money. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Stick with what you know so you have that money to last you for a period of time. I'm just saying, I don't want to see y'all young and broke and trying to go out and work a job like at a fast food joint because you decide to get some change instead of saving and investing it. That's just my food for thought. Now, if I was that age, though, I'm not going to lie, man, I would have done something stupid with that too. I don't know about the big chains or anything like that, but, you know, I probably got a nice ride. I'm not going to lie. You know, but for me, it would have been like a Denali. I'll be cool with it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Remember what I told you when I was in college, my defensive line coach, Keith Rucker, played seven years in the NFL. You know, was alumni of my college, so at Ohio Wesleyan. He uh he told me what did he say? 
something about he goes if i can ever tell you anything if you get a catalog with clothes in it and there's and he says don't order anything where they don't list the price <laughs> so Smart. that was the advice yeah, you, you, you need to have that advice too you like shopping for clothes and lot, so that, that's good for you <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I like to at least know the price he said don't order anything yeah, out of the catalog the right there. Price Smart man. So. Maybe I don't know if you learned that from experience or seeing everybody else, but smart man, <laughs> right? Yeah, good but man, word, Dane, man. I won't keep you. I know you gotta get moving. Appreciate you. Uh, it was a good show, it was fun, and um, yeah, I look forward to it next week for sure. That's right. I love it. I hope Harbaugh says something else stupid this week so we can talk some more. <laughs> hey, he's always football. trying to keep it interesting. That's great. That. I'll give him that. We'll see. If, we'll see if Dan Lillard decides to play or not. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to finish up with something real quick. I do like Damian Lillard. I know I came off like I don't, but uh, you know, put up or shut up, man. Three and a half games out. I'm going to close <laughs> I think with you that. You'd be closing with uh, hey, Roger Goodell. Talk about the talk to the Steelers. I need an investigation. Oh man, I I'm I I think I'm gonna give up. I don't know how to get that out there. I, we don't have enough. We don't have a big enough voice to to pound this drum. I was and you know Stephen A won't do it on ESPN because he's a Steelers fan. Well, so. I guess for next week, start thinking about who should be in the booth for Monday Night Football. I'll be discussing before. We've got to bring it up now. Think about who won the booth for Monday Night Football since the the three that were there this past season will not be there this year. So we need some good ones. We got to think about it. Who do you want to hear? So keep it in mind. All right. All right. All right, man. All right, let's do it. All right. This is our final segment, Relax and Take Notes. And don't have much today, but I know that this year's high school graduating class of 2020 and even college graduation graduating classes um, it has been a normal year for y'all. And I know that you are, a lot of you are still graduating on time. And I just want to say congratulations to all of those graduating seniors, both high school and college. I know it's an exciting achievement. I know it's probably different than what you expected to be the last parts of your senior year. But, you know, you've made it. You've made it to your goal. So enjoy it. Cherish it. And um, I'm sure that you're able to celebrate in your own way. And we're all celebrating here with you. So hope you're doing well. Hope everybody else listening enjoyed the show. And um, Dan and I look forward to next week. So until then, we'll talk to you soon. Later.